Hey moms, was your dinner last night the leftover chicken nuggets from your kid's tray? Is your definition of self-care getting to close the door when you pee? If the only chance that you get for exercise are the squats that you do to pick up your kid's Legos, well then take a seat, mama. You're in the right place. I'm Corinne Crosley, psychotherapist, self-care enthusiast, and seriously imperfect mom of two kiddos. This is Mama Bites. Well, hello, mamas. Welcome back to the Mama Bites podcast. Thanks for joining us again. This interview is a great interview. I really enjoyed talking with Angela Hawthorne, otherwise known as Ando, the co-creator of the Mind Body Bar Method and um, the co-owner of Mind Body Bar in Easton, Massachusetts. If you are not in Southeastern Mass. Uh, which is where Easton is located. Um, You can find them on mindbodybar.com where they also have online classes which are are just as hard (laughs) as in person. This was a great interview. I really enjoyed talking with Angela about exercise and movement and energy. And uh, Angela would know she is a mom of two little kiddos. And at the time that we talked, Angela was really quite gracious to make time to speak with me because she was so pregnant uh, with her second baby, which has uh, since arrived, a baby girl, healthy and wonderful. And Angela is now well ensconced in what uh, so many of us are so familiar with, which is the postpartum life, right? So I was so grateful that uh, she, she offered me this time and energy of hers when she was really, really at the end of um, dealing with her pregnancy. As for me, um, I continue to be really excited about getting ready for the publishing of the self-care for new moms book. And that is, if you haven't heard, coming on August 4th, it will be the best shower gift, a new parent gift. So uh, hopefully you'll consider throwing that in with uh, maybe some chocolate bars and a few burp cloths for um, new mom and new baby. And uh, I will keep you posted about some pre-order offers and exciting uh, possibilities. Lastly, uh, if you're looking for a therapist, I do have availability. You can find me on the Mama Bites website or my own website, corinnecrosley.com. And clicking to the Mama Bites website, of course, will click to my website. Um, Just click on through and find me, and I would love to work with you. Thanks, mamas. I hope you're finding just a little time in your week to take care of yourself. And if this is some of your self-care time, I am so honored that you spent it with us. Take care. Thank you, Angela, for being a part of the Mama Bites podcast episode, as well as one of uh, my expert mom voices in my mom village that's helping me write this self-care in the postpartum yearbook. Um, And I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. Thank you for being on. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So for those um, listeners who are out there who haven't had the pleasure of 
attending a mind body bar class um, the way that I have. Can you tell us a little bit about your first baby um, building mind body bar and and how it evolved? Yes, I. Um, so I'll start from the very beginning, which was that I um, had a background in dance and fitness and had always been interested in those things. And um, I worked in corporate America after I graduated from college and found myself, you know, just sort of like added, like everyone falls into some sort of rhythm. I got a job and found myself in a, at a desk in a cubicle and I was just really not happy and I wasn't moving my body. Mm-hmm. Um, I started taking fitness classes and realized that I really, really loved them more than I even knew that I did and I wanted to teach them. So um, I found a local dance studio and decided that I would kind of create this class based off of just things that I had known about dance and about fitness. I wasn't even certified yet at that point in my life and I started teaching classes and they just came really naturally to me and um, it was just sort of like an adult fitness class and we also grew up in a, in a background where we had a very strong, holistic sort of upbringing and a very spiritual upbringing in the sense that it was not just about, like, waking up and going to your nine to five. Like, everything had more meaning, and it was always important in our family to talk about our feelings and how how things affected us and so that we could always get sort of like the root of any issue or problem so I recognized from a really early age how important that was and that's all credit to my mom yeah um and it sort of just kind of started to click as I was teaching classes that there had to be some sort of element that was combined with moving your body and letting men and women know that you had to be able to recognize your daily activities, your daily thoughts, and sort of like connect in a deeper way. So Mm -hmm. um, one day I was teaching the class and I just felt really compelled to give everyone this really like nice cool down where you, you know, at the end of a sweaty fitness class, they were just laying on their mats. And I had had a, a background in Reiki and decided that I should give Reiki to everyone in that class as they laid down and sort of just cooled down. And that's sort of how it morphed into it. And then later on, um, a big component of that, which has obviously evolved so much more, was when my sister and my mom as well sort of came in and and it sort of morphed into this like really strong method now, Yeah, really strong bar method. And that infuses sort of like this Reiki element at the end of class. Yeah. It is so cool. It is just, it, and I love, and, and I've never heard that story. Um, but something that has become this theme in this podcast and now, um, evolving into the book is that trusting our intuition there. It was, you just felt it like this was what you needed to do in this class and that you, you were compelled to do and then here it becomes this whole major thread of the mind body bar method and it is i i have to say personally it is a trip to be like sweating your butt off and then everybody lays down and the instructor has 
you know, who's been pushing you in this really beautiful way throughout the class then really nourishes you in a totally different way. And it's so amazing. And I will also, I will also add, um, that, uh, at the studio for a while, I don't know that it's still up, that there's a sign up that says every time you leave during Shavasana, a unicorn dies. (laughs) And so, um, it's the best part of class. Because I bet people are really tempted to be like, okay, I did, I did the part that matters, right? And and I really see in that like such wonderful like cheeky message from you guys is like this part really matters. Don't forget this part too. Yeah, I think that um, you know that's where we we really try to give people the opportunity to make that decision for themselves because it's it's tough. You know, I, I feel like if you ever gone through something really tough mm-hmm. you know it can that can be a metaphor for anything in life right like mm-hmm. it can be a hard relationship a hard job and then you come out on the other side of it mm-hmm. it could be like it, this moment of just like feeling and just recognizing the peace and I think like mm-hmm. that is a parallel in mm-hmm. and it sounds so silly but in a grueling workout class you just like endured this 50 minutes of just like the instructor just like absolutely whooping your butt Mm -hmm. and then you have these few minutes left over where it's like now it's time for you to just reflect and Mm -hmm. say like I made it through that and Mm -hmm. this is for me and you know again like to give people that choice is is what we want to do but it's also such an emphasis like hey like quiet your mind and try this Mm -hmm. for a few minutes Mm -hmm. And what a great parallel to motherhood too, right? Like, (laughs) you know, getting through the storms of, you know, whether it's a tough period or, um, you know, like a tough period with our our kids or our babies or even just for us, but it's not like, okay, I get to tap out (laughs) during this difficult period of my life and stop parenting that, you know, so much of the time, because it is a 24-hour job, we're just putting our heads down and getting it done and you know I think I think we often do forget to reflect and say like oh my god that was I really gave that my all or wow that was a really hard time or wow we really grew from this period or you know however that sort of dichotomy unfolds for each of us I think that's a great message that you're giving people on an you know like on a one hour hour and a half sort of snapshot to Right. I think, too, even, you know, just to to remain in the present moment is such a challenging thing for everyone in in general. But I I joke with my husband and like, you know, especially since I've become a mom, he he calls it he's like, you're doing the Angela thing, doing (laughs) the thing where you wish away time, because I think I just Mm. said to him yesterday, because, you know, I'm very pregnant right now. And Mm -hmm. I, I was like, oh, I just. I can't wait to just feel like myself again. And he's like, you're doing the Angela thing where you wish time away. And it is so true. I think we have those moments, especially as moms, where it's like, you know, you have, you know, if you can remember, like when you had your newborn and you're snuggling with your baby and trying to get the baby down for a nap and you're just like thinking about everything that that you have to do in the house, but mm-hmm. then 
you know, now my daughter's two years old and I'm like, oh my God, I miss those snuggles. I wish I could get them back. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. it's like this really push pull Mm -hmm. constantly to recognize that you got to just try to check yourself every once in a while. Mm -hmm. Luckily, I have my husband do that too. That's beautiful. That's a that's a good partner right there. Excellent. Yeah. I will also say I've taken yoga classes with your husband where he's been a participant. And trust me, he wishes away time when your sister's <laughs> teaching. That's good. I'm going to give him some. I'll, I'll have a good comeback next time. Yes. That to me. <laughs> I, think the, I think the redheaded a couple bets over is going to be in trouble now. <laughs> but, <laughs> you'll have something to say back to that but that that I think that's a good partnership when you when when someone really knows your signals and can kind of call you on those things because it is so difficult because um you know like that workout when we're in that full challenge it's sort of like how am I going to make it how am I going to make it how am I going to make it or (laughs) if I just get to this other place it's going to be more comfortable or I'll have arrived in this way and it's it becomes hard to just be there right when you have those baby snuggles, but also they're coming at 2 a.m. because you're not sleeping because the baby's not sleeping <laughs> at the same time. But your baby's going to sleep. Awesome. That's fine. Fingers <laughs> <Yeah>. crossed. <laughs> We're sending the, the sleep blessing on you. Um, okay. So, you know, you're referring to it a little bit. Um, you can see um, on the bio on the website that you have a very strong relationship to movement and you're talking about it. Um, and especially to dance, um, how can you talk a little bit of how that has personally evolved for you as a mom? Yeah, um, <laughs> I, I'm laughing because in terms of like you know having this revelation, I feel like when you become a mom, it sort of hits you all or at least for me anyways this is my experience it hit me like all at once but like two years later you know like <laughs> yeah after you're like on the other side of it and yeah. it's because when you're in it it's just it's it's happening so fast it's mm-hmm. like it's like a crazy game of like dodgeball you're just standing in the middle and trying not to get hit with like 700 <laughs> balls and you're like just don't hit me let me make it through and then when you get on the other side you're like whoa so for me you know I four kids my background was like dance and fitness and stuff was just like I mean I was gung-ho I was like taking all sorts of certifications and classes Mm -hmm. and taking dance classes and playing around in my basement with the mirrors like trying Mm -hmm. out new moves and things that were just like part of my creativity Mm -hmm. Um, and then if I'm being completely raw and honest it's like you're focus just shifts so much Mm -hmm. that for me I had moments where it was like it didn't become an outlet for me anymore and I think just recently I sort of realized that and it like I had like a full-on like cry tears Mm -hmm. I mean and among other things that kind of came along with that it's like you just give so much of who you are and so much of yourself that you you sort of like wake up one day and realize how depleted you feel Mm -hmm. and that's no one else's fault right Mm -hmm. but your own it's sort of like this important like self-care moment where you're like I need to do a better job and Mm -hmm. I don't I don't know how but like Mm -hmm. let's start making plans to do that Mm -hmm. so for me especially now that we have number two on the way Mm -hmm. 
I have like made a vow to myself that I won't let that happen for me this time. I think too, like to expect that it's never going to happen, that you're never going to feel that way is unrealistic. Mm -hmm. Like I know I'm going to wake up in that moment where I'm like, I wish I could just leave the house and go take a fitness class or, Mm -hmm. you know, do the things I used to be able to do. But Mm -hmm. I think if we can do a better job anticipating and planning for feeling that way, Mm. then um, maybe it can be managed better. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, in terms of it evolving, it sort of like was like this high and then it like fell off a cliff. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) crash for sure. But I think, you know, just to be able to recognize that now, because if you asked me that same question like a year ago, I probably wouldn't have even realized that about myself. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And and sort of going off script, how are you at asking for help with those sorts of things? Um, (laughs) Again, another theme that I just, this all sort of like hit me at once, like it it was probably in the last few months, Mm -hmm. just realizing that I never ask for help Mm -hmm. I mean I have and and I'm so grateful because I actually have so much help Mm -hmm. and I have my sister close by and my mom close by and if I didn't have them I'd probably be just like melted in a puddle somewhere (laughs) and my kids would be like hanging upside down from a tree so (laughs) I'm so grateful but still it's like you don't want to ask for help you know Mm -hmm. I don't know why we do that Mm -hmm. as women and I don't know where that comes from Mm -hmm. but recently Mm -hmm. I'm I just especially with this pregnancy, I, it's been a high risk pregnancy. I'm mm. not able to like lift anything over the weight of a gallon of milk. So it's like, you know, so I've easy. been asking for a lot of help. Yeah. And it's humbling. Yeah. And it yeah. makes you realize like it's so, it's okay to ask for help. Mm. It's a strength. It's re- I think it's really hard to see as a strength. And I, mm-hmm. I really hammer that home with my clients, but, but I, I absolutely sit beside you in that challenge. And, um, I, I also, you know, like any, any client who's listening right now, are like, yes, I hear this one session. Um, I often say what tends to benefit us professionally often challenges us or gets in the way personally. And so I imagine sort of that badass that, you know, like built this studio and like was hard charging and et cetera, like your ability to pull back. I mean, that's really hard. I mean, personally, like my, my therapist says, I've never seen anybody build a practice as fast as you build a practice. It was ridiculous. But in terms of pulling back, those of us who are, who are hard charging, that's a really hard thing. And to accept, to, to see accepting help as a strength is, I think is really difficult, but I'm supposed I to be see, asking you. I, I, yeah, and just to kind of relate that too to, you know, my business is I was all career, all business oriented before kids, and it was the only thing that really ever crossed my mind, and that's what I put my energy into. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you only have a hundred percent of your energy, and like seventy five percent of it gets taken away to becoming a mom or raising kids or just going through any evolving in your life, mm-hmm. things shift and change. And I, I'll never forget that, you know, like you said, we built, we built up our, our practice so fast in our, our studio. We had um, one studio and then it was two and then it was three. Mm-hmm. And then I got pregnant and I quickly realized like this 
just like, this is too much. Yeah. It's, it's not going to work yeah. and it cannot sustain. And so the smart, you know, the smart business decision at that point was like to walk away. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we ended up closing two of our studios and now we just have one and I love it. And it's lovely. And it's wonderful. But I'll never forget, I had so many people reaching out to me and saying, like, I'm so sorry mm-hmm. and apologizing. And, and it was really eye-opening, like, what we view as success. Mm-hmm. Because to me, I felt like just like a weight lifted off mm-hmm. of me when I was able to just kind of admit that that was going to be too much mm-hmm. and too overwhelming. And mm-hmm. I wanted to take my energy and focus elsewhere. Um, and and I just thought that was so ironic. So mm-hmm. I I, I look at that and I, I like it to be a message that, you know, admitting that you're not able to do something, like you said, can be your movement forward sometimes. That yeah. is sometimes what changes everything. Yeah. That's so beautifully said. Oh my goodness. My heart's growing right now. I love that. <laughs> yeah. And such a and and I think you're you're saying so beautifully too such a window into our culture, right? Like how we define success. Cause that was, that, that sounds like something that, you know, you probably thought and, and really, um, really processed about, about like what step to take with these studios. And that, that sounds like a huge success to listen to yourself and to know yourself and to close those other studios. And yet, of course, you know, I'm going to sort of like knock on American culture. American culture is like bigger, faster, stronger, you know, like (laughs) more, more, more. And yet, um, that, that wasn't what fit your life or the business plan or, or anything that really worked at that point anymore. Right. That's so great that you did that. Yay. Listen, listen, moms, listen. So that, um, as, as we have moms listening right now, why do you believe it's so important for moms to move their bodies? I think it's most important um, just in terms of energy. And, and I can speak to this right now, especially because um, at my 20-week appointment recently, well, in the past 20, 20 weeks, well, however far along I am at this point, um, you know, when a doctor told me, like, you can't, you're going to have to stop working out and just be really mindful and careful. And I've not moved my body in the same way. Mm. Energy just becomes so stagnant in your body. Mm. And I think that it's not about, it's not about like getting fit, right? It's not like, oh, I'm going to get up and take yoga class and hit that pose, or I'm going to go for that five mile run and get the sweat pumping. Mm-hmm. To me, for me, I think that it's important to move your body in a way that you can just move energy. Mm. You know, if you like are just listening to this podcast right now and you take your hands and rub them together really fast mm. and like shake them out, mm-hmm. you'll just start to notice like a little buzz, a little movement mm-hmm. of energy. And I think that that's what it's about is just kind of letting go of like that stagnant feeling. Mm. It's like when you wake up in the morning, right? And your body feels like stiff and tight and sore Mm -hmm. it's just that that motion of just getting up and getting out of bed and getting going before you start to feel like a little bit more limber like you can start to move your body in such a way that's what it's about Mm -hmm. and I think 
along with that, if we're just sitting still and if we're just kind of in one spot, mm-hmm. we're also we're sitting with those like dormant thoughts that mm-hmm. don't necessarily serve us. Mm-hmm. It's like the monkey mind sort mm-hmm. of continuing mm-hmm. on to go like, oh, I got to do X, Y, Z or the things that sort of repeat in our head that aren't positive, that aren't helping us move out of that energy, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's such a great way to put it, that it's just about moving energy. And I, I would even say, especially as moms, where I, where I think we're, we're a conduit to so much energy, like, you know, as, as, you know, with, it's the baby mom energy, but also like, you know, as kids get older, sort of that, it's <laughs> a lot of, you become sort of like, uh, I don't know, this feels a little bit much, but like a lightning rod almost. And so I re- I'm i hearing that now mine are, are seven and four, which I realize probably sounds like high school and college <laughs> right now. Yeah, it does. <laughs> and I used to actually, even like when, even when friends and family would talk about their kids being older, I'd be like, no, 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 la, 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 la. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> but that, um, that they have their own individual ed- energy so much. And so like staying centered and sort of like clear about where my energy is. Um, if if mine's feeling stagnant, I really appreciate you bringing that word into um, our vocabulary. If I'm feeling stagnant, like it, it comes back to like that horrible, horrible, like old, like genderized blah, blah, blah. Of, like if mama ain't happy, nobody's happy thing. Right, yeah. But if you're not moving I, that energy, it's easy to, to do that, to just, like, take it on. It's, it's this important understanding in your body of, like, when it's time to move and when it's time to sit still. Because I'm, I'm, I'm probably the perfect – I'm a Gemini, so it's, like, my energy oh. is either, like, Uh-oh. either, like, absolutely <laughs> crazy and I'm – never stop moving and that's what you know who I am but then there's other side that I really if I don't take time to sort of ground myself in a way where I can quiet myself then there's no balance there Mm -hmm. so you know there is a balance but if if you're just doing one or the other chances are you're feeling just an imbalance in your mind and your body in some way and mm. it can, that can translate into so many different areas of your life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so beautifully said for sure so um something that i really wanted to ask about that i've we've sort of communicated on um email a little bit about but um you know, when I first came to Mind Body Bar, I am I'm a <laughs> I'm very tough to win over. My my background and and my passion is working with people with eating disorders. Um, at this point, mainly moms um, who struggle with body hatred, disordered eating, um, eating disorders, and so um, I am on the lookout for any sort of like diet culture, body bashing, weight stigma, and it really really isn't in your classes and I I could like I kept waiting I kept waiting and it just it doesn't come and then um as we were sort of communicating a little bit more I really wanted to ask about your approach that that it really seems like it's been a conscious decision to focus on embodiment and empowerment versus um the way some fitness culture kind of sells itself of kind of 
reinforcing um, those weight stigmatizing, non uh, really attainable for most people uh, ideals. And I just wanted to ask about how did you decide to not go in that direction and, and, in, and choose embodiment and empowerment instead? Long question. Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't think it was ever really a decision, mm. so to speak, as so much that it is who I am and mm. my upbringing mm. and just my belief system, just probably from just from being a young girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's really interesting because I, and I don't talk a lot about this, honestly, ever. Uh, my sister and I actually both were cheerleaders for the New England Patriots. And mm-hmm. of course, that's a culture of, you know, like you got to look a certain mm-hmm. way, you have to mm-hmm. be a certain way. And it was such a wonderful experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I, I was able to really like take a step back and see like that culture of like, you know, diet and fitness and exercise, having that emphasis on just looking a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll, I'll never forget that there were maybe a few moments where I just could see other women struggling with that. And I thought like, that sucks. Like mm-hmm. that, sucks. Mm-hmm. that sucks for them. And that's a mentality that I don't know that, you know, it, it can be so damaging that mm-hmm. there's got to be a way out of that spiral. Mm-hmm. So how can we take what what we know about the mind and the body and sort of put it into a perspective? And it can be any platform, right? Like for me, it just happens to be that I teach fitness classes and that's, that's what we're good at. Mm-hmm. But I think like you know, just to speak to a little bit about what you're doing here too. It doesn't matter what the platform is. It's the message Mm -hmm. that's really so important. And for me, like I said, it was never really a decision, but it was something that I knew was important. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so now in all of our trainings, like I think (laughs) one of the things we flat out say, and it's so funny because everyone's just learning and they're, they're trying to sort of take on the culture of what our studio is all about. And because it's so ingrained, I think, unfortunately, because it's so ingrained in American culture um, that someone always slips up and they'll be like practicing their class and they're like, got to get ready for bikini season. And we'll say like, eh, like, <laughs> <stop music." laughs> you know, and it's like, then they, then they have that moment where they're like, Oh my God, I just said that. And mm. we're like, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's it's a really eye-opening experience, and I I was recently watching um, I'm gonna forget the name of it, but it's a Netflix special with Brene Brown. And yes, it's, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Dare daring daring greatly. No, daring no, no, greatly. no that's her book. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking yes, about? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Um, and she has this moment where she's talking about like the difference between men and women, and especially for women, like we play such an emphasis on our bodies and what we look like Mm -hmm. and how to be pleasing Mm. and you know men are focused on being strong Mm. and and not letting their guard down Mm. and and this is like this weird parallel that we're in and I I can't stress enough that like this is this is a feeling that we're like constantly 
we're driving this conversation in our head whether or not we realize it because mm. for me I can go into the studio and I can teach a class and I can I can talk all of this right now but it doesn't mean that I still don't have those moments sure. right where I have to check myself yeah. like we don't need to put an emphasis on looking looking a certain way it's more about the energy the feeling but I think that every single person here <laughs> probably listening to mm-hmm. this has that experience mm-hmm. but if you can recognize it it's it's part half of getting there is just being able to recognize right and mm-hmm. then once you recognize you know that you can change the thought pattern mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and realize that that um you know that that's so much of of diet culture and fitness culture is that that message that body negative message is about trying to sell you something and so if you can recognize that and, and change the thoughts. It's, it's about, um, you know, folk changing the focus, I think, and not going down that rabbit hole of, of swallowing the lie of that our bodies are unacceptable in some ways that fitness only looks a certain way and rather, and, and that, and how that so gets in the way of actually feeling your body, right. Actually being in the moment and, and knowing what it can do rather than just deciding because of what we're told what bodies are supposed to be able to do at certain shapes or whatever. Yeah. And there's so much, there's even so much actual research that you can, I mean, you go down the rabbit hole of all of this, of, you know, meditation and what it can do for the brain and Mm -hmm. what it can do for the body. Mm -hmm. And I think this idea of like mindfulness, which is just like, it's a term that gets easily tossed around Mm -hmm. today, but (laughs) this idea of, being more in touch with the feeling Mm -hmm. you know my sister my sister has this great saying and I don't know where I she got it from where she came up with it on her own and she says fitness is a feeling Mm. and it's very true because it's not like if you could and I actually challenge everyone to do this they had us do this in our yoga training um to take a we actually took a class blindfolded but it was such an interesting experience because it took away some of like the sensory stuff of just being able to see like if you can look in a mirror and see your form and alignment but you had to feel the movements in your body Mm -hmm. and you had to do it in such a way that you you took away one of the senses so Mm -hmm. it was this experience where you really begin to understand how your body moves and what it actually feels like from the inside out mm. wow that is awesome <laughs> that's so great <laughs> wow can i sort of go off script T- can you tell me about your mom she just sounds like something else man i mean just all these <laughs> early messages that were you know um i mean this is you didn't grow up like a super long time ago, but she sounds pretty progressive. She's, uh, we always joke with her that she's like way ahead of her time. So mm. she'll, she'll like give us an idea, like, and then three years later, I'll be like, you know what's a good idea? And she's like, I said that to you. <laughs> Hashtag mom life. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. Um, you know, she just is a, she's a radical person and I say that with so much love we we call her Judge Judy because we like we joke that she's just like a no crap sort of really like she just tells you lays down the law like it is and she's not you know like when you meet her she's almost a little bit intimidating (laughs) she's very sweet I'm making her sound scary yeah (laughs) she's like you know she'll just tell you like it is yeah um 
But that's like one of the greatest things about her is that she was just cut through all the crap, you know, where I admire that because I think that, you know, as a mom and I, I struggle with this for me, it's like, I'm just, I just want to be this nurturing, mm-hmm. loving. Mm-hmm. And my mom is just sort of the opposite, right? She's got a very masculine personality where she's like, cut the crap. Let's get down to the root of the problem and let's just fix, let's just go for it. Yeah. But yet you, but you felt also at the same time, like really um, raised in this environment where feelings mattered and you were in touch with your feelings and they were to be talked about. So that's such an interesting dichotomy. Like you, you often, you know, hear stories of, of parents who raise their kids that way, but they don't always have a lot of space for feelings and, and parents who have a lot of space for feelings might not have the most boundaried and, you know, like sort of like direct style so that sounds like such an interesting pairing it is really interesting she's always placed a strong emphasis on making sure that you understand why you feel the way you do Mm. right it's not like stuff your stuff whatever happened that day down and forget about it it's like let's talk about you know oh you're sad today why are you sad? I'm sad because, you know, Jane stole my toy at lunchtime. Yeah. Well, why did that make, why, why did that upset you? And yeah. it's like the why questions that get you to the deeper root, which are actually like, I'm not feeling secure about who I am. Mm. And it made me feel sad, you know? So yeah. it's, it's not just like, I'm upset because this happened. It's like, I'm upset because there's something deeper inside that I'm not comfortable with mm. in myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, those are the questions that I wish I could just like unravel people, you know, mm-hmm. and get right to the mm-hmm. root of everything. But that takes work, that takes time, that takes a lot of self-discovery, that takes a lot of nurturing, and it takes a lot of patience as a parent. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I give her a lot of credit for that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Wow. She sounds like a trip, man. Someday, someday. <laughs> That's amazing. So I think we have arrived at my favorite question of the interview. And actually, you have a special two-part version of this question. We don't, not most of our guests get a two-part version of this question. But the first part is, if you could meet a postpartum version of yourself at some point in the year after you had your daughter, um, what advice or comfort would you want to offer that version of yourself? Um, I think one of the biggest things I would give advice for is to say that it's really important to understand that when you give birth, you also need to mourn like a little mm-hmm. part of yourself. And, and that sounds like, kind of sounds like morbid or something Mm -mm, right like terrible mm -mm. but I think what's actually beautiful about that is to recognize that you're evolving into something just different and and it can be better and it can be beautiful it can be so messy um but just to to know that it's okay to let go of sort of that old story that Mm. you might tell yourself because we wake I mean it happens so quickly Mm. you're given this beautiful child and you're now a mother and 
you don't realize or recognize that your whole life before that is it's sort of like a memory right Mm -hmm. you have to be able to reflect on that and be grateful for it but not um dwell on the fact that you can't go back there Mm. so I think that's like one of the most beautiful things that I just like recently discovered about myself is that I didn't realize how much I was holding on to this sense of who I used to be Mm. versus who I've become and and how honestly beautiful and very messy it can be (laughs) Um, but that so many other women feel that way and I think like this this like concept of like postpartum depression right Mm -hmm. I don't know a a lot about it and Mm -hmm. I won't claim to know a lot about it but in my opinion I think that all women in some way must experience some sort of questioning of themselves Mm -hmm. after they become a mother and Mm -hmm. and in in a negative way too Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. in a way that makes us question who we are and like if we're crazy and Mm -hmm. makes us sort of sad and miss things about ourselves that maybe we don't quite understand Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I think that if we can understand that and sort of like dial back then we say like hey you know what I've come a really long way Mm. and that's beautiful Mm -hmm. beautifully said so beautifully said I love that um you're you're taking this in in this moment as as we transition into the next question too, which is, uh, which might be totally different. Um, but as you are coming up on your next postpartum year, (laughs) if you were writing a letter to yourself, um, what do you want to remind yourself at those points along the way? Um, reminding myself that we, we're gonna have we're gonna have roller coaster moments, right? <laughs> we're gonna like I referenced it before. We're gonna have dodgeballs just being Dodge thrown at us, right. and we'll stand there and just try not to get hit. Such <laughs> a great visual. That is there such will be visual. so many moments that are going to pass us by, and I mean, I look at my daughter right now, who's two and a half and I think how did you get so big and, mm-hmm. and you speak to it like you have mm-hmm. seven year old and she said four year old right mm-hmm. so it's like to me that does sound like college yeah so I know, I know. the moments are just so important and I really got hung up on details like mm-hmm. you know making sure that the counter didn't have any mess on it or mm-hmm. like a speck of dirt and mm-hmm. I'd be like focus on cleaning the counter and and not cherishing a moment that I could be cherishing with my family Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. you know my newborn or whatever is in that moment that actually really matters Mm -hmm. I I would say just be more present Mm -hmm. and something like let let it be a little messy it's okay for it to be yeah let it be messy yeah hard for me to do but I yeah yeah try. yeah yeah for sure especially in the chaos that you know the the our 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 monkey minds right can tell us like you're gonna feel so much more settled if you can just get the crumbs off the counter you're gonna feel so much better that's the control that you can have right and it right. it becomes sort of that like um that sort of light that you're chasing that like once you catch it's hard you know you can't even put your hands on it and 
it it's very it's very difficult to be present in your postpartum year I think and so yeah I agree I hear you really setting that intention and it's a practice right yes (laughs) (laughs) it's okay it's okay to wish it away sometimes too it's okay um that's human right you can be human (laughs) yeah yeah you you have to recognize that Mm -hmm. where can our listeners find you they can find me um at mind body bar Mm -hmm. in easton if you're local Mm -hmm. uh that's our studio our local studio but we actually do have uh an an online platform on demand which, by the way, I think I saw you just just joined a little bit. I so. did. I was so excited, and I was like, "I'm gonna do the class." <laughs> and then there was none of my children slept last night, and I was like, "Oh, I'm not gonna do the class." <laughs> but I will. But I will now. I can do it forever. Um, yeah. So we do have a, we have an on demand platform, which is um, you can just go right on our website and click on demand. You can get a seven day free trial. And we offer um, all of our bar and yoga classes that we teach at the studio, we offer right online. And they're in 30, 45 minute, 20, 30, and 45 minute format. So they're quick and easy, especially if your life is crazy and you have kids and you have a hard time managing your time. You can do this right in your own home. So awesome. This is such a, such a really cool thing that you're offering and, and sort of like, I, I'm very lucky to be able to attend and I'm an in-class sort of person, but you know, like the, the way things have gotten sort of bananas with um, this book and the podcast and so many different things, um, it's, it's harder to, to get to class if it's not at 5 a.m. And so <laughs> it's um, super exciting that you're offering these things to come into to mom's homes and that they can press pause and um, do what they need to do and come back to it and, um, sort of get your magic in person, if not, if not really in person, but you know, it's very cool. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it is, it's been a really cool experience. And I think that a lot of people appreciate the fact that, you know, they, they can access it anywhere, anytime. Mm -hmm. Of course, all that stuff is so hot right now. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this has been awesome. Thank you so much, Angela. You uh, you brought your magic to the podcast, too. And thank you for your voice and what you're doing for moms. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it very much. So that's it, moms. That's the last bite for today. But in case you're hungry for more, head on over to the Mama Bites website. That's M-O-M-M-A, Mama Bites website, and stream more of our podcasts. Or find them anywhere that you find your podcasts. iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play. And don't forget to stop by Instagram. And definitely come on by our Facebook group, The Mama Bites Lunch Table. We'd love to have you there. And until we meet again next time, remember, motherhood is a long journey. Don't forget to pack some snacks.